next on BYU Sports Nation. Tell them what they've won, Johnny. Deal or no deal for BYU football. Would you take an eight-win season right now? BYU Baseball picks up a southpaw. Aaron Cross will join us live, plus former BYU Baseball star and Major League hopeful Jacob Hanneman. Don't forget Gordy Bravo of BYU Softball as she begins the next chapter of her athletic career with the Mexican national team. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, June 28th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with an elite College World Series popcorn vendor, Jerem Jordan. I do recall, uh, it wasn't in Omaha, but going to a Kansas City Royals game in about 2002, and there was a guy selling lemonade, and he was great. He would go, alelem, alelem, alelemonade, and then the whole crowd would go, woo, with him. I thought that was great. Back then, the Royals stunk. Now they're the World Series champs. Yeah, now they have won a World Series title. How about that? It's time. The Royals won a World Series before the Cubs did. The Mariners have a shot. That's Meaning what I take from the that. Cubs won in 19, oh, let's see, eight. And since that time, the Royals have won two World Series. Is that right? Oh, good grief. Wow. Poor Chicago. Now, a BYU opponent that we saw on BYU TV earlier this year, Arizona, is that they won the first game of the best of three College World Series against Coastal Carolina. Yeah, what in the world? So if, they win, if Arizona wins tonight, they're... The national champions. Arizona viewed the BYU game when it happened as like, okay, we just got swept by Utah in Pac-12 play. We have to beat BYU, or we might not make the tournament. Their closer threw like 135 pitches or something crazy. Yeah, their their best pitcher, who was a closer, had to go eight innings. That was crazy. Also crazy, Iceland beating England yesterday. How awesome was that? (laughs) Brexit, Messi, Iceland. It's been a crazy uh, like international news. Eight uh, percent, right? I think I've heard eight percent of all the of entire Iceland country is of Iceland is watching yeah. soccer in France. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> there are like three hundred and twenty thousand people in the entire country of Iceland. That was fun. No, no, you know, no disrespect to the former motherland of this nation, England, but that was awesome to see Iceland win. Man, you should have heard the English commentators yesterday too. Yeah, humiliation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. The utter devastation. I want you to call a game this year like the uh, Ice- Iceland play-by-play. <laughs> like he's out of control. Out of control. One BYU soccer game just go Can crazy. You blame him, then you'll though? be made fun of. Right now, I mean, how much you can't athletic, go too. How you can't much go too high history pitched. does that country have? Yeah, it's true. Good and you can't grief. go too high pitched, or you will be made fun of. I don't care what the situation. They've got D two, the Mighty Ducks, and now this soccer team. <laughs> That's pretty much what's yeah. involved. <laughs> Ducks fly together, man. Iceland, Goldberg. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU baseball picked up a left-handed pitcher. His name is Aaron Cross, transferring from Grossmont College and San Diego State. Take that, the show. He had a <laughs> .29 ERA last season in junior college. He will join us today, next segment. Mike Rucker's gone, so this seems like a nice pickup. We'll figure out, is he a starter or is he like a, he seems like a middle reliever, closer type. We'll see. Jake Taylor advances to the finals 
of the USA Olympic trials in the 100-meter backstroke. The finals are tonight at 9 Eastern on NBC. As an NBC national? Not NB- as in the national broadcasting company. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I believe he told us he has to finish in the top two, right? So that, that will be – maybe it's top three. I can't remember. But Ryan Murphy was second in qualifying. Jake was eighth. I thought he was fourth. Oh, did Ryan, Ryan drop to fourth? Oh, after the semis. After I the semis. Saw, I only saw after the heats. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah, after the semis. I think that – was it the other flag? <laughs> Ryan Murphy, uh, a message to Ryan Murphy? Yeah. BYU football center Parker Daw tweeted he received a scholarship yesterday. The six foot three, 301 pound center from Pleasant Grove, Utah, started at center during all of spring ball. Now, here's the deal. We don't, we don't exactly know on September 3rd whether Tijon Karoma's out there and is, is he the starter. Parker Daw could be the starting center. So now he's on Scully, which is good. You validate the effort. And you get a little more investment from yeah, a guy good for Parker. who is on scholarship. Rewarded. Awesome. Jacob Hanneman went 2-4 yesterday with two runs for the Tennessee Smokies. He joins us on the show coming up in about 30 minutes. He's taking some time away from the Sports Center Top 10 to grace to us on us. BYU Sports Nation. It's kind of a downgrade. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, upgrade. Rise and shout. <laughs> it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Deal or no deal? One of my fondest memories as a kid growing up in the summer was waking up and watching game shows, shout out to Bob Barker, while I ate a ridiculous, wrong. a ridiculous amount of cold cereal. I'm feeling nostalgic. So let's set the stage today with some game show fun minus the Fruit Loops. Today's game of choice <laughs> is deal or no deal with the briefcases. Mm. I know most of you have seen it. Jeremy and myself are the contestants today. And the lucre is in the form of BYU football wins mm. in the 2016 regular season. Okay. We have worked our way down to five briefcases, Jerem. Pretty good. The five that are left, a 10-2 and two record, a 9-3 and three record, 7-5, and 6-6, and six, and 5-7. and seven. Mm. So playing the role of Howie Mandel is one Ben Bagley, and he will present what the great banker of college football is offering for BYU Sports Nation with those five possibilities still out there. Ben? Well, Spencer and Jeremy, as you know, after much deliberation, the bankers come back with this offer. Reminder, you have five briefcases still on the board. Ten and two, nine and three, seven and five, six and six, and five and seven. As the phone rings, oh, here's the deal he's got for you. <laughs> If you were guaranteed an 8-4 regular season record for BYU football in 2016, would you take it right now? Deal or no deal? No snap. Mm. Jerem, mm. I know you see that 10-2 and two and that 9-3 and three out there, mm. but 8-4 and four is on the table. That's guaranteed, baby. What are you going to do? Take it. Oh, you're taking 8-4. I take 8-4, and, eight and, four, um, and here's why. I've said on this show, yes, that is the correct answer. Thank you. I've said on this show that I think seven wins would be a good season because it's a tough schedule. There's the huge question mark of, okay, what impact does the new coaching staff on this, have on this team? always had a new coach come in and go 12-0 and before. Against then, a terrible and schedule. And then go 12-2, okay? The schedule's not the same. You're right. <laughs> the BYU's also had a coach come in and go 6-6, six and six, right? That was, that was Bronco Mendenhall. That was Clay. Um, so – 
I take eight and four because I think there's a lot of question marks, and this schedule is so hard. That's in the regular it's season. So hard. That's not even including a bowl yeah. game. Yeah, so with the bowl game, potentially could be nine. It's a point steady. It's a Mountain West Conference team. You hope that that's a win, right? You hope that there's not – it's not uh, Memphis in Miami, right, that it's a first-round pick quarterback the year before, right? So I take it. I take eight and four. I think eight would be good. Most of the lines for this season – are around seven, seven and a half. So eight is above that. I take it. Now we don't know what games you win or lose with this record. Yeah, That's there's no the guarantee. Premise. Like I can't say, oh well, it includes Utah beating not, Utah. Like, I don't know. But eight wins on that schedule is quality. It's quality. It really is. And I and I'm I don't want to risk six or less. At Clark DPT agrees with Jerem. Mm. Yes. First year coaching staff. Brutal schedule. A lot of uncertainties. Run with eight and four. Yeah, Clark, Clark agrees with me. Now, not everyone does, but do you, Spencer Linton, <sighs> Spencer Kent Linton? Oh, nice. Agree with me. I was wondering if you were going to remember my middle name. Eight and four is very enticing. Let, let me say that right now. Like eight and four sounds fabulous. You're not, you're not taking it because of that schedule. The opti realist that is bre- opti realist is deep within me. Those. It is deep within me. Is screaming. Take eight and four. That's a that's a really good deal. <sighs> but what if? I mean, just the what if BYU gels and with Taysom and Tanner and Jamal, something magical comes together. Twenty years after the '96 season. Speaking of nostalgia, do we have like, the piano music? This what feels emotional. If, what if BYU does something magical? What if BYU, like David Nixon predicted, starts 3-0 and against the Pac-12 South? <laughs> Could they not win nine in the regular season? I got it. I got it. I'm rolling the dice, baby. And most of the time you lose when you roll the <laughs> dice. But sometimes you win. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. always, Jerem. Man. Not I, always. I just look at last year's schedule, and BYU ran out of gas in the fourth game. Now, Phil Steele made a fantastic point last week when he was on the show. He said that basically the emotional energy that BYU had to expend in those first three. Hail Mary. Hail Mary again. Uh, losing a close one to UCLA by one point. They, on the they were just done. They were done. And then they, and then they traveled too late to Michigan. They, they went like in the afternoon the day before or the morning instead of the day. The game was like at noon. So that was a mistake. But still, I don't see BYU winning that game. That's a really good Michigan team. A 10-win Michigan team that should have been an 11-win. They ran out of gas in game four. They have to do double that this year. Hmm. I, I just think it's going to be tough. And I think it's really tough because I think 2013 is a microcosm of how maybe this season could play out. Because BYU played six Power Are you drawing parallels? In the regular season, which they're going to do this year, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The only season in the rich history of BYU football in which they played six Power 5 teams in the regular season. BYU went 8-4 and four in that regular season. In 2013. In 2013. And that was with a defense that had like five NFL guys. Okay, Alani Fua, Kyle Van Noy, Spencer Hadley, Daniel Sorensen. Really good. Really. That was a really good Bronson defense. Was, Taysom yeah. Hill was also the starting and quarterback. And Jamal Williams. They were both healthy. They were both healthy all year. And they and they were eight and four in the regular season. I think eight and four would be good. <sighs> All the power five teams plus Boise State on the road in game eight. You think 
How much gas is going to be in the tank then? <laughs> After Mississippi like, State and Michigan State. Yes! <laughs> At Michigan State, then Mississippi State. Then you think you have something That's still That's why there. the Boise State game scares me more than any other game. I, I was gone that day. I tend to agree with you on that Holy one. That, cow. That one is bad. Holy cow. We have turned up the heat, BYU Sports Nation, with this question in Studio B. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? Speaking of heat, Jerem, it's 111 degrees in Glendale, Arizona today. That will be the high. I imagine it'll cool off a little bit before September 3rd, but then again, who cares? The game's in a dome. Countdown to the Wildcats. 67. 67 days away, BYU, Arizona. You got to win the first. If you, if you want to get to eight wins, you think you got to. Don't you have to win the first against Arizona? Yeah. As Brian Regan would say, is it a must win? Well, no, we could probably uh, win the other ones. But <laughs> in the best of seven. If you want, yeah, if you want to go eight plus, you got to beat Arizona. Come on, that's one of the more winnable games on the, on the schedule. Plus, at the, at the very beginning, p- teams don't know what you have. Mm. They don't. And BYU doesn't know what Arizona is going to do on defense. They have a whole new defensive staff. At SA underscore BYU fan answers today's Twitter question like this. No way I'm not taking it. I want the ups and downs. Tears, frustration, anticipation, elation, and speculation the season brings. No, I feel you. Eight and four. You don't know which four you're losing. You don't know which eight you're winning. There's no guarantee. Yeah. We've seen like five or six people tweet in, well, if it includes a win over Utah, then yes, I will take eight and four right now. That's not part of the deal. Yeah. There's That's no not guarantee. In that There's no guarantee that Utah is included in those eight wins. So would you take it today? Okay, a few numbers as well. Additional stats today, if you will. Uh, BYU's record against Power Five teams in independence 11 and 12 overall. So under 500. Okay. So would you take three and three against those Power Five? Power five, the six Power 5 teams. <laughs> Would you take three and three? Okay. Uh, the opti-realist in me is the, uh, screaming yes. The opti-realist. <laughs> and then away from Provo, so uh, road or neutral, what's BYU's record in the 14 games they played? Four and ten. P5 games away from Provo. So BYU's playing what? Four, in independence. Four away this year and two at home. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> if BYU can get through the first eight games at four and four. So you're <laughs> hoping to get you know three out of every ten on the road, right? A third? Every third <laughs> game? You're playing four on the road, so you're going to win one, maybe two on the road there? But you don't I'm have telling to- you, three and three against those power, the power five? I'll take it. It'd be really good. It would be good. Ugh. Coming up, Jacob Hanneman is a regular on the Sports Center Top Ten as a minor league baseball player. He'll join us live, but first, BYU Baseball just got a left-handed ace, Aaron Cross, up next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures. Those are on BYU TV. Our conversation is happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our Media Day Supercast for BYU football is coming up Thursday. Check it out starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Lauren Frankham kicks things off. Literally and figuratively, I think she's going to kick off football at 10 a.m. Eastern Time at BYUTV.org. <laughs> Uh, State of the Program, hosted by Dave McCann's at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, featuring Athletic Director Tom Homo, Head Coach Kalani Sataki, and others. Noon Eastern Time, we're up. Two-hour BYU Sports Nation, Coach Sataki again, uh, Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, among others. Dennis Pitt on that show as well. For Eastern Time, BYU Football 1996 Revisited, which is going to be a fantastic show. Tim McTire uh, tweeted about that earlier uh, today. He said uh, he was a cornerback. I believe, on that uh, 9016. We tried to prove to the world that we could play with anybody or, uh, or conference on any given Saturday at any time in any stadium. Hashtag 96BYU. 
There you go. So that'll be fun. And then uh, we're back up that night uh, with a 96. It's almost like a post-game show. You'll see the 96 show. They'll break it down, and then we'll do more interviews with those guys. I can't remember who tweeted it yesterday, but somebody said three hours of BYU Sports Nation. Heaven help us all. Uh, it's actually <laughs> seven uh, with the rebroadcast of a couple of shows, Signing Day and uh, the Spring Football Special and others. You've been warned. It's seven hours. <laughs> you've, so you've been warned. Get used to these mugs. <laughs> Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is one of the newest members of the BYU athletic community, Aaron Cross, left-handed pitcher, joining us. Aaron, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hi, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Hey, you bet, man. Uh, didn't take long to uh, to catch on the line. How does it feel to be a BYU Cougar? It's amazing. Um, the choice is, is pretty easy for me to choose this university. There's a lot of things that push me in that direction, so I'm very excited. Uh, what... I know you're, I guess, your high school coach, played at BYU, Burt Call at Matter Day, is that correct? He did. Yeah, Matter Day, he did. Did that have an influence on this decision in any way? No. Honestly, really, it didn't play a factor in it. It really didn't. What were the reasons you wanted to play at BYU, Aaron? Well, when I sat down and I looked at all my options, it really just came down to where can I win? Where is the best chance for me to win? Because I'm going to be a junior, and i got two more years, and I don't want to waste those two years. So I'm, I want to win. I want to win now. And when I looked at it and everything was said and done, I thought BYU is going to be that best option. Uh, there, there's a rich tradition uh, from Grossmont College, actually, with BYU. It's in football. It's not in baseball. <laughs> but uh, there's a current uh, Grossmont transfer named Nick Kurtz who played football there uh, before I think you got there. And then uh, Todd Watkins was a guy that played in the NFL, a receiver as well. So fans are somewhat familiar with Grossmont College, but tell us a little bit about your career. So modern day you mentioned, and then uh, was it a redshirt at San Diego State, a couple of games, and then Grossmont, right? Yeah. Um, originally I was committed to UVA in high school. Be committed, went to San Diego State. Played my freshman year, I had a little bit of elbow, pro- elbow problems, and then my sophomore year I ended up getting Tommy John a week before the season started. Uh, decided... I'm a transfer. I went to Grossmont this last semester. Um, got healthy. I did everything I needed to get back on the field and um, made a decision to come to BYU, and I'm ready to go. An earned run average of .29 last season. Woo! Now, for those that aren't baseball experts, that's essentially giving up like zero runs per nine innings, pretty close to it. How did you feel about your last season, Aaron? Uh, I really just went in there and I just – I. I attacked every hitter like it was like my last. I went out there and competed my butt off because I knew um, if I had a good season, some doors would open up and I could find my way back in the D1 uh, spotlight. So I did everything I possibly could. I worked out extremely hard in the weight room. I uh, rehabbed a lot, and I just went out there with a great deal of confidence. Uh, Notice you were 2-1, and one, I think, in 29 appearances. Were you uh, a reliever most of the time last season? Yeah, last year I was a closer. Um, I really would like to have been a starter, but... I wanted to save my my arm, come back from Tommy John, um, lighten the load a little bit. What do you expect your role to be at BYU? More of a reliever or developing into a starter? That's hard to say. Honestly, it's all up to the coaches. Um, whatever they want me to do, whatever they want me to be, I'm gonna go out there and give them 100. percent Doesn't matter if it's for one batter facing a lefty or to start a game. You know, um, whatever it may be, I'm gonna go out there and attack it like it's gonna be my last. What are your pitches and what do you do well? <laughs> My pitches, well, stay with me on this one. It's it's a Vulcan screwball. Not many people throw it. A Vulcan screwball? Yeah, I learned it when I was eight from Tom House, and I just kept uh, kept throwing it, kept pitching. So uh, it works for me. It's it's my go-to pitch. 
For the okay, so you hold it, you know, in the Spock, uh, you know, symbol yeah. there, and then you th- is that how you throw it? A Vulcan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, hold it like Spock, and I uh, just really pronate as much as I possibly can. Uh, it's better, so it works for me. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that's probably the most unique pitch that has ever been brought to BYU. So we're looking that's forward wild. to that, Aaron. Well, and you mentioned yeah. Tom House. Tom House is the uh, you know famous kind of. He coaches pitchers. He's, he's even mm-hmm. coached quarterbacks. He was in Million Dollar Arm, uh, kind of coaching up those uh, cricket players, you know. And so, what did you what did you learn from him, and what was that like? Well, I got I got together with him when I was little. I believe like when I was eight. I was in some of his uh, his pitching videos for the NPA, and he told me back then, even though when I was eight years old, if you win a screwball, you can always play one division higher or one one team higher than you're supposed to be playing. So I always uh, took that into consideration. I really got into screwball because I want to be up to be at the highest, highest level I could possibly be. Aaron Cross with us on BYU Sports Nation. Just transferred from Grossmont College to BYU. Will play baseball. Has two years of eligibility left uh, for Mike Littlewood and his squad. Aaron, do you have a nickname? I mean, with the Vulcan screwball, there's got to be something, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, this is the, the average ones like AC or... Some people call me Ace. Back when I was little, I got the nickname Boom Boom. So that's kind of different. All right. Can we call you A.A. Ron? How about that? <laughs> yeah, you can call me A.A. Ron. <laughs> a lot of people do. A little key, key and peel action, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, last last yeah. season, BYU was really successful. Tri-champs in the regular season. Struggled in the tournament, but had some injuries to the pitching staff that really cost them. So what, what I see for you is uh, an important role on BYU's team. Mike Rucker is gone, who was the ace. Uh, what what did the coaches tell you about potentially your role on this team next season? Uh, well, they just told me um, nothing set in stone, so whatever you want, there's any to be had, and just go out there and earn them. What do you hope to do? Uh, I hope to be the best pitcher that I can possibly be, and hopefully I can work with the pitching staff and coaches, and hopefully we can make that happen. When did BYU come onto your radar in terms of like, oh yeah, I I might be able to play there. Like, who who initiated the contact, and when did the interest really start to gain some ground? Uh, honestly, it was actually really late in the season, probably like closer towards the end, last few weeks, heading into playoffs. Uh, my travel ball coach Jared Sandler, he's good friends with um, with the coaches there, and he's had a couple players go to BYU. Um, an incoming freshman, David Clawson, and a uh, freshman, uh, Brian Call, he's gotten them to BYU, and uh, he thought it'd be a good fit for me, so he gave him a number and gave him a call, and, you know, everything happened for a reason. Now, there there used to be more of a rivalry uh, between BYU and San Diego State when they were in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, mm-hmm. Were you aware, at the, when you were at San Diego State, were you aware of said rivalry, even though they had split conferences? No, not not at all. Uh, we played in freshman year, and I did, I did not know anything about it at the time. And you said you committed to Arizona out of high school. Is that right? That's correct. What do you think of the Wildcats uh, one game away from winning the national title tonight, which is pretty crazy? I wish them the best of luck. You know, um, everything happens for a reason, and um, I wish them the best of luck. Now you come to BYU, a team that is on the up and up under Mike Littlewood, who has kind of revitalized this, not kind of, he has revitalized this BYU baseball program. They were ranked for the first time in 22 years this past season. What do you see happening with BYU baseball in your next two years here? Uh, hopefully a championship. That's what every kid wants, and that's what hopefully we can work hard for. And I've, I've talked to all these guys, and they all seem like they're really determined to win, and 
that's one of the reasons why I put it there. I, I want to win, and I think this would be a good group to do it. Uh, have you thought about pitching at elevation a little bit, 4,500 feet uh, here in Utah? The, the the view is great. Sometimes the ball sails a little bit, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a big field, though. Big field. I, I got to walk on it. It was a pretty big field. So, I mean, hopefully he doesn't play in there into any chances. But, again, I'm just going to go out there with the same game plan as I usually do. And that's not going to change the way I pitch. I'm going to go out there and attack hitters and talk speed. And I don't throw 95 to 100, so i got to be smart with my location. So, hopefully I can keep it down Keep it on the keep it on the ground. Uh, do you have a favorite major league team? The Yankees. The Yankees. How did you the become Yankees a Yankees fan? Uh, when I was little, I was I was I always liked them. I liked their, their history. I liked how they win championships and the whole thing. Is there a pitcher that you emulate in the major leagues right now? Right now, uh, not really. I I really followed Andy Pettit. I really liked his pickoff move and the way he uh, attacks. Now, speaking of great Yankees, Andy Pettit is certainly Yeah, he was on pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, it's been great to talk to you, man. We look forward to watching you play baseball in Provo, Utah at 4,500 feet, and uh, can't wait to see what you can bring to the program. Thank you. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see that Vulcan screwball. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. All right, Aaron, have a great day, man. Thanks. You too. Bye. Aaron Cross on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He seems like a really good pickup. Um, if he was committed to Arizona out of high school, really talented. Now wait, is Arizona a good baseball program, They're playing Jeremy? for the national title. Oh, tonight. yeah, that's right. Um, and then went to San Diego State, good baseball cr- program as well. Obviously, Steven Strasburg came out of that program a couple years ago. We had him on BYU TV. I sidelined a game he pitched in like 07 here or whatever with Jay Monson. That was, that was awesome. And Gary. Aaron was the closer at Grossmont College with a .29 earned run so, average. So he was, he was playing down a division, obviously, and uh, dominated. So it'll be interesting to see where he fits because BYU does have a, a starter position open, yet uh, could use him in middle relief or, or closing. Senna Tiempo was pretty good. Mason Marshall was pretty good. You return those guys. So maybe he is Yeah, where will he fit in with Kendall Motes as well, who is another starter that and comes Maverick, back in Maverick Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. I'm excited. I think that's a nice I pickup. I like by options. BYU. Options are fantastic. With the Vulcan screwball. <laughs> what? <laughs> Up next, softball star Gordy Bravo playing on the national scene with Team Mexico. But first, Jacob Hanneman joins us from the ranks of AA Baseball. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, what's happening on Thursday, Jerem? BYU Football Media Day, baby. It's going to be great. We are live from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern time with head coach Kalani Satake, Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, Jamal Williams, and others. The players will be featured on that BYU Sports Nation, so check it out starting at noon Eastern time. We just had new left-handed pitcher Aaron Cross on the show. Fantastic pickup for the Cougars at Coach underscore Max09. This is a Grossmont College assistant coach, Josh Maxwell. He said, just wait until you see the Vulcan from Aaron Cross in person. <laughs> so just giving us the taste, Aaron Cross said he throws a Vulcan screwball, which he was taught by Tom House, who is a pitching guru, uh, when he was eight. Crazy, right? The Vulcan screwball. Is, Pitch is long the- and prosper. <laughs> Crazy. I can't wait to see that. That is nuts. 
Some headlines now as we refresh the top notes on BYUSN. BYU Baseball, as we just mentioned, Aaron Cross is on his way after transferring from Grossmont College. He had a .29 ERA last season in junior college. Download the podcast to hear that entire interview. Jake Taylor advanced to the finals of the U.S. Olympic Trials in the 100-meter backstroke. The finals are tonight at 9 Eastern on NBC. Not NBC Sports. Network, NBC. Awesome. BYU football center Parker Dot tweeted he received a scholarship yesterday. The 6'3", 301-pound senior from Pleasant Grove started at center all of spring ball. And Jacob Hanneman went 2-4 yesterday with two runs for the Tennessee Smokies, double-A club for the Chicago Cubs. Mr. Jacob Hanneman joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our second guest. Jacob, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, thank you very much. Where are you right now? Are you in Tennessee? No, um... Me and my wife are in Jacksonville, Florida. You're in Jacksonville, Florida right now, living the, living the minor league dream. We love minor leaguers because you guys see some really fun parts of Americana. What's the craziest thing you've seen as a, ma- a minor league baseball player? The craziest thing, I don't know. There, but there is a lot of good. There is a lot of good places. We love Jacksonville. We're gonna actually go to the beach today for a day off. A d- and a day off yeah. is probably rare, right? How many days are you working a month? Uh, I did the math, and we did an average of 1.5 off days a month. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you manage that? Because in college, I mean, you're playing like a Tuesday and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now you're playing about almost seven days a week the whole month, right? Yeah, we play seven days a week, um, and then we, me and my wife, we just traveled uh, eight hours through the night last night to drive down here so we could have a full off day. That's unbelievable, Jacob. <laughs> I'm tired yeah. for you right now, man. <laughs> Speaking of tired, do you get tired of being on SportsCenter's top ten plays? No, I don't, I don't ever get tired of that. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite play that you have made that has been featured on SportsCenter? Um, actually, I have a favorite play that wasn't on SportsCenter, but the favorite one was, uh, I guess, the first one, the one that I made in left field, diving in the one track. What's that like uh, to make that make that play, and then you think, "Hey, that was pretty good." Hopefully, someone was you know recording that, and then that <laughs> night to see it on ESPN. Oh, it was it was great. That that happened last year, and <clears throat> my family was actually in town, so um, they're like, "Hey, that might be on Sports Center." Like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> I watch Sports Center, and it gets down to like number five. I'm like, all right, it's not going to be on here. Ended up being number two, so I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Well, if you want to get the attention uh, of the important people, the suits in the front office, if you will, making sports centers a good way to do that. Do you have like a next major milestone or goal in your pursuit of the major leagues? Like, have you have you mapped out the the different stepping stones? Um, you know what? I, there's all there's always uh, goals and stuff that I have, but um, just trying to have fun and be a little more consistent. Um, playing every day is is a grind. But um, I feel like I'm getting used to it, and um, I'm able to be more consistent with my bat lately, so that's good. What kind of uh, continuity in program pride, if you will, do you have? Because the Chicago Cubs, I know, have have struggled like the past week, but overall this season have been really, really good. You're in double A. You want your team to do good. You want to do really good and go up. But do you have, like, Mm -hmm. Chicago Cub pride? Oh, yeah. I I feel like I'm a loyal guy, so – um, always be loyal to the Cubs. They've been good to me, so 
I want them to do good, and obviously I want to be up there. So. On Thursday, you came off the temporary inactive list. I'm not sure how long you were on it, but you hit two home runs. Can you explain what, what the injury was and, and what in the world got into you in that first appearance back? No, um, I went home for my brother's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Temporary inactive. That makes sense. <laughs> was it Micah or somebody else? It was my brother Kyle. Hmm. He got married uh, last Saturday. Okay, so no injury at all because we were wondering. We're like, who hits two home runs coming off of the inactive list? Yeah, no injury, and then just coming home was, uh, I had like three days off, so I felt good. <laughs> yeah, how how often, because in pro sports you don't really hear about that, but in baseball, I mean, you just, like, sometimes you need a break, right? So, do you does it take like a wedding or a funeral to get additional days off? <laughs> it, 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 it does, so it's a wedding of a immediate family member, I think a funeral of like, I'm close to you. <laughs> what do you do to pass time on the long bus rides? So, luckily, uh, well, I, I have taken a bus ride this year. Uh, I, I download some movies off Amazon Prime or uh, watch Netflix or play cards. <laughs> but most of the time, I'm just driving with my wife. I'm, we're fortunate that they're, she's able to drive with me. So That's nice. That, that's yeah. really nice. There's several uh, BYU guys in the minors. I think more than there have been the last several years. So Adam Miller, yeah. Adam Law, uh, Jacob Bregman, several of your teammates uh, from that 2013 team. Uh, Jake, uh, Taylor Cole, uh, Colton mm-hmm. Mahoney, now Brennan Lund. Uh, what's it like to have all these BYU guys out in the minors? Oh, it's great. It's great to represent BYU and um, show them how we can play. <laughs> How often do you cross paths with uh, your former teammates? Um, I I've seen Adam Miller this year. That's about it. And then we work out. We work out a lot together. I worked out with Adam Law and Taylor Cole, um, Marcus Littlewood this this off season, and then so yeah, Coach Coach Littlewood's son in the minor leagues too. So he wasn't one of my teammates, but. Once upon a time, BYU had uh, several major leaguers. uh, Jack Morris, Rick Aguilera, Wally Joyner, Corey Snyder, and so on and so forth. Jeremy Guthrie was a transfer from BYU to Stanford, but he played in the majors. We took pride in that. What will it take for BYU to get more guys into the majors? Uh, I don't know. I guess it starts with us. (laughs) You were the guys. You're the guys right now, right? Do you like that pressure, Jacob? Oh, there's no pressure. I'm just trying to have fun. And I, I've already came to realization with myself that I can't make anything happen. <laughs> I'm just going to do what I can do and leave it up to if people like me, then they'll bring me up. I like that attitude. Jacob Hanneman with us on BYU Sports Nation. Before we let you go, we need to ask you about your brother Micah and him switching to yeah. play safety this season what do you expect from your brother in this BYU defense under a brand-new BYU defense and coaching staff? <clears throat> oh, it's good. I just heard great things about the coaching staff from my brother, Micah, and um, I feel like safety's his more natural position. That's what he's played, and it suits him better with his body and size, and um, I know they were short in corners last year, so um, 
he's the best athlete for the corner position. So, but I feel like um, they got a good couple corners, and now he can play safety and kind of uh, be more of that um, natural position for him. He had an incredible interception against Nebraska, another one against Missouri that was pretty good as well. Uh, do you have any eligibility just in case this fall? <laughs> you know what? I don't know how that works. Me and my players are talking about it cause football season's coming around. I'm like, I think I'm done this year. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, was a, that was a choice I made when I decided to sign with the Cubs. So was, I knew I wasn't going to be playing football again. I think things are working out okay. Jacob, I'm just—I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. But I think they're—they're—they're they're, they're going okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving. It. Well, know, enjoy the rest uh, of your yeah. Enjoy the rest of your time in uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm sure you get to enjoy barbecue every once in a while, and uh, we're certainly oh, yeah. enjoying watching your career unfold. Keep up the good work, man. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on. You got it, Jacob Hanneman on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Yeah, he's balling. Hitting two forty seven, so he said he wants to be more consistent with the bat, but excellent field. Oh, his defense is speed on the base out path. of this world. Yeah, let's see. Stolen bases twenty five this year. He has twenty five stolen bases in seventy one games. Pretty good. Woo! Really good. Jacob Hanneman. He's got the PF Flyers on, man. <laughs> <laughs> If you were guaranteed an 8-4 regular season for BYU football, would you take it right now? Why? Up next, Gordy Bravo back in Studio B. What's next in her professional softball career? L3! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Lintz and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights starting promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Thursday, the place to be for BYU Football Media Day is on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Check it out. Our supercasts begin at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on BYUtv.org with web chats. Four hours of live programming scheduled for that one. Excuse me, five hours of live programming, plus rebroadcasts of several games uh, and shows throughout the day. So hang with us for our supercast, supercast yes. on Thursday for BYU Football Media Day. For whatever reason, I'm, I'm thinking of the great Keith Jackson. Touchdown for the Buckeyes! Yeah, super cast. <laughs> if you were guaranteed an eight and four regular season for BYU football in 2016, would you take it right now? And why? At BYU Teddy Bear 89. No way! That would be like enrolling at the University of Utah just because BYU hasn't sent their letters yet. Wait, well, that happens. Wait so, for greener pastures. Yeah. Hey, listen. Utah State's a great university as well. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> at still Team Riley. Deal. I would for sure take a season like 84 over the other options. Wait, did you say 8-4 and four or a season like 84? <laughs> <laughs> That's still Tim Riley's been bringing it the last couple weeks, I, I do have to say. Joining us now in Studio B, three-guest day. This is our third guest, Gordy Bravo, former BYU yeah. softball standout, now playing for Team Mexico in the Softball World Cup. Gordy, welcome back to Studio B. Good to be back. Repping the colors. Yes, I am. L3, the three, man. <laughs> what does it mean to represent your national team? Oh, it's amazing. I love it. It's totally different than playing for like BYU. It has a lot more of a, I mean, I want to say greater impact, but a lot more people, I guess, to represent. Well, yeah, what's it like on the field? So at BYU, you're like, okay, you know, Spencer and Jerem might be ticked if I create, uh, have an error or something. You're like, there's whatever pressure, you know, you have on yourself. Yeah. Then you're playing for a whole country. Yeah. What's that like? Um, I mean, the game is still the same. I'm on the field just playing the same game, but... I mean, putting on the jersey with Mexico across my chest is just uh, 
a little bit more meaningful, I guess. So when you put on that jersey, like, what was the first experience like when you first wore the Mexican national team jersey? It was uh, it was weird, you know, it was different colors. I never put those colors on before, but um, I mean, I loved it. I loved the what represented, and I know my family was very proud as well. Very cool. Uh, so you're done athletically at BYU. It sounds like you have some more academics to do. Yeah, one more year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it took, it took me like an extra semester or two. That, like <laughs> yeah. people that finish in four years, I'm like, how'd you do that? Because that's 15 credits a semester. Yeah. And I didn't take any spring, summer. <laughs> and you weren't an athlete like her. <laughs> well, I'm athletic, but I'm not an athlete. Come on. Yeah, so uh, what, what's it like to be done at BYU athletically? Uh, I mean, playing my last game at home was like, I was, I was sad, but um, – I mean, it was great. It was great to be able to represent BYU, and I mean, I'm sad that it's over, but it was nice. So, do you, do you will you still take classes next year? Are yeah, you coming back to take classes. Yeah, I'll still be taking classes. I'll still be um, helping out with the team and whatnot, like kind of like the fifth year coach they call it. So, I'll be doing that. So, if we need a a, a ringer for co-ed softball, are you yes, available? Yes, Gordy. Yes, are you available? Co-ed. I heard that's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> See, we're not co-ed. You can just play on uh, the elite level all-star softball elite team. Level. Okay. <laughs> D1. Do you have an ultimate goal with softball, or have you kind of, do you feel like you've reached the pinnacle getting to the national team? Um, I think my goal is now to go, uh, go to the Olympics in Japan in 2020. That's when softball and baseball is supposed to be. Yeah, back. reinstated. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So that's my new goal. Hopefully, I can make it. So are are you uh, since you're playing with the Mexican national team? Like, are you a starter? Are you a backup? What are you on that team? Um, I mean, I start a lot. I start in center field, and I either lead off or second or nine. It's pretty much everywhere. He, uh, the coach, really mixes in all the players. So. And are you? Um, it's how is Mexico in softball? Are you guys good? Yeah, we're all right. You know, it goes uh, USA, Japan, Canada, and then we're like right around there. So we're not the top, but we're not the bottom either. So the Olympics is a very attainable goal, you would feel like, in oh, your yeah. mind. Yeah, I like, think so. Will Mexico make the Olympics, you think? Like, like I think do so. European teams compete in softball? Yeah, so? yeah, there's tons of teams. All the countries are there, but um, I feel like Mexico will definitely will make it. Future Olympian. I'm excited for this. Gordy Brava with us in Studio B. Had an outstanding softball career at BYU. We just learned from her that she will come back, and while she finishes up her academics uh, at the Y, will help coach BYU softball. This is a team that traditionally wins conference championships, gets to the NCAA tournament. The last two years you've won a game uh, in tournament play but have not been able to get to that next level. Where do you see BYU going in the next five years? The next five years? I mean – I feel like they always increase in talent-wise and all that. But, I mean, I just hope they finally get past regionals. Get to that super regional get again. Get that super regional, yeah. What's more likely, you play in the Olympics in 2020 okay. or BYU gets to the super regional before then? <laughs> Ooh, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah. That's hard to say. I mean, I hope BYU goes past you know, regionals, but I also hope that I – go to the Olympics. So, so you say C, all of the above. Yeah. You could have that. both, yeah, BYU softball before then, and then... Okay, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Do you have a favorite memory or game or performance that you experienced at BYU? Um, 
I feel like the LSU game, we played LSU in Palm Springs, and we should have beat them. And I remember hitting, like, a, like, it was bases loaded, and I hit, like, a double clearing bases and tied it up. And so, yeah. That's one of the best programs in the entire country. Exactly. So that's why I I remember it very well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, When you look at, um, we've talked a lot about your name, and you go by Gordy, and you don't want that other name out there. We had Squally Canada on the show two weeks ago, and he is in a similar situation where he has a nickname, Squally, um, although that'd be an amazing first name. Uh, but he doesn't want people to know that other name. So he doesn't have it on his bio. Yes. Yeah, it's Bryant, by the way. <laughs> Jerome! You have it on your bio, though. Should you have taken it off like Squally? I didn't even know it was on there. Like, I don't even know who put it on there. Who like, did why, that? Like, why it was why it's on there in the first place. Well, but we, we don't want to throw sports information directors under the bus. Yes, we do. <laughs> Kim is a lovely yeah, person. Kimber. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Should it have been taken off, or are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. I don't think anyone yeah. really reads it, to be honest. I guess you guys read it, but <laughs> not too many people. It's our job to yeah. read it. It's, yeah, our, it's our job to yeah. know those things. <laughs> it's probably weird when you're like, oh, yeah, Gordy, Marissa Bravo uh, yeah. from Corona, California. I know all about your high school coach. And you're like, wow, you're super weird. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're yeah. creeping me out, man. <laughs> you're going to have an opportunity to coach, as uh, we've mentioned a couple of times. What's the number one philosophy that Gordon Eakin has kind of put in your mind that you will share with future players that you coach and work with? Um, Let's see. I would say... He always, he always says like to um, pretty much get like a big tree trunk and just like go up to bat and just like take a hack with it, you know. <laughs> so I, 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 I kind of like that. You go up there and just just take your hacks, a swing. And I like that. So takes you into the woods. <laughs> like all right, let's practice on this tree. Yeah, go, go grab that huge that redwood. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna miss the ball that way. Of course, the tree is dead before. You <laughs> Gordy, best of luck to you as you pursue your new goal of playing in the Olympics in 2020 with Team Mexico and at the World Cup of Softball as well. Thank you so much. Gordy Bravo in Studio B, outstanding softball player at BYU, just wrapped up her career, has one year of academics left, and for that, we grant you some BYU Sports Nation karma because we know everybody everybody needs some karma to get through the classes. Yes. Yeah, what do you have left? Uh, Like what classes? Yeah. Exercise, physiology, um... I don't even, the lab for that one and some other classes, science classes. I don't even know what I'm taking. I've been playing softball. I'm not worried about it. American Heritage, maybe. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, Gordy, we'll be watching. Thanks for the time. Thank you so much. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a loaded Cougar whip round, including one of the newest members of the BYU baseball team transferring from the affluent Grossmont College. Didn't Nick Kurtz go to Grossmont College? Yeah, yeah and Todd Luck. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Not to mention, football gives out a scholarship, Jerem. Yeah. Marissa was great, by the way. I thought she did a great. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. BYU picked up left-handed pitcher Aaron Cross, who transfers from Grossmont College in San Diego State. He had a 0.29 ERA last season in junior college. If you missed it, Cross joined us earlier in the show. Said that he throws a Vulcan screwball. Football. Center Parker Daw tweeted he received a scholarship yesterday. 6'3", 301 pounds, and a senior from Pleasant Grove. Saw a lot of time in spring ball. How much time will he see starting on September 3rd? 
Swimming and diving. Jake Taylor advances to the finals of the U.S. Olympic trials in the 100-meter backstroke. The finals are tonight at 9 Eastern on NBC. Good luck, Jake. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman went two for four yesterday with two runs for the Tennessee Smokies. Hanneman joined us from Jacksonville today. He drove eight hours with his wife so we could have a day off at the beach, and then it's back to work. Track and field. BYU's Tatenda Tsumba ran 200 meters in 20.44 seconds. That's way faster than Spencer would at the Olympic Training Center in Chula Vista, California, hitting the Olympic mark. Karma! Now he has to wait and see if he'll be selected by the Zimbabwe national team and should know in the next couple of weeks. Just do it, Zimbabwe. By the way, at... Uh, Kimber Power, she's the sports information director for softball, tweeted in. Okay, at Jerem Jordan, not cool, man. Not cool. Totally throwing me under the bus. Just trying to do my job. Hashtag SID props. Kimber, I apologize we, for Spencer. We always, I'm just kidding. For me. For me. We love Kimber. <laughs> we love all of the sports information directors. By the way, the .29 earned run average from Aaron Cross, we learned from his coach, at coach underscore max09, Josh Maxwell, the only run he gave up was in his first outing back from Tommy John surgery. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a nice pickup. Holy obviously, cow. Obviously, he's dominated that level. So, yeah, let's let's see what he can do here. Daniel Summerhays, Cougar on the PGA Tour, will join us uh, on the show shortly. Also, a loaded media day on Thursday. Kalani Sataki, Jamal Williams, Tanner Mangum, Taysom Hill, Dennis Pitta, and I could go on and on and on. Tony Canoe, is going to be great. Really good. Hang out with us Thursday. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Jake Taylor. Uh, he's in the finals. He's got a shot at getting into the Olympics tonight, so good luck to Jake Taylor. If you were guaranteed an 8-4 and four regular season for BYU football in 2016, would you take it right now? Yes. Why? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Hook'em, at Hook'em Coog says, yes, because I would be happy with 6-6 six and six with all of the changes, schedule, and new head coach, offensive and defensive coordinators. I don't think I'd be happy with 6-6, six and six, like, uh, like that person. But, I uh, didn't say I'd be happy. Yeah. I, like 8-4, and four, I will be happy with 8-4. and four. It's, it's just a really tough schedule. At it Brian is. Logan 7 chiming in. What's up, Brian? Hey, Brian! I'm with my brother Spencer Linton on this one. <laughs> I'm not playing this game for eight wins. I'm striving for it all. Brian would go that way. He's a player, man. Yeah. He wants to win every game. Yes, Our does. elite tweet of the day, at BYU underscore undefeated. Sure, but only if it comes with a Utah win. And undefeated at home. So there's your seven. Plus, at Cincinnati, eight. There it is. Thanks to Aaron Cross, <laughs> Jacob Hanneman, Gordy Bravo, and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Kent Nance. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Holler! There is a place where young and old make connections. Where kids feel like grown-ups. And grown-ups feel like kids. There is a place where beauty arises in contrast. Where wonder is universal. And laughter, second nature. There is a place where friends find a future. Families find each other, and feelings find their home. There is a place. The Y on the Mountain welcomes you to Provo, home of Brigham Young University. This is one of the world's largest private universities with 30,000 students from 110 countries. BYU is ranked as a Tier 1 national university and a Top 10 Best Value School. But most importantly, it's a place where students come first with dynamic teaching and a multi-million dollar student mentoring initiative. At BYU, we live by the motto, 